Welcome to He Gets It Podcast. He, an acronym for Honoré's Enterprise, founded by Carlos and Tatum Honoré, gives speakers a provocative platform to address social, mental, and physical health issues that affect all Americans. This husband and wife duo are champions of social justice, racial disparities, and youth development. Carlos and Tatum have also created The Seed Project and has over 10 years of hands-on experience transforming the lives of at-risk youth through their nonprofit Fifth Ward Saints. For more information on The Seed Project, please visit honoraceenterprise.net. Get prepared to step out of your comfort zone with your host, Carlos Honore. All right, let's go. It's Friday, everybody. He gets the podcast live from Houston, Texas. Get ready for your breakthrough. Let's go. Has anyone ever told you you'll never amount to anything? He gets it. Afraid to take that leap of faith to do what you really want to do in your life? Huh. He gets that too. Has something happened in your life where you feel like you have no one to turn to or nowhere to go? Maybe your boss has just gotten on your nerves all week and you just need to relax. He gets it. Pour yourself a glass and tune in. We're about to get it in. He gets it podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the sixth edition of He Gets It Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Carlos Honore. And I'm Tatum Honore. And we're going to start this thing off like we always do on Fridays. Get your drinks. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Drink up. Woo! That's strong. (laughs) All right. So, this Friday, we're going to discuss abandonment. Yep. And the effects that it has on children and families. Yeah. And so, um, there's three subtopics we're going to discuss, uh, which are the types of abandonment, causes and solutions if someone is dealing with abandonment. Yeah, and when people hear abandonment, they usually only think about the physical part of abandonment and not um, the other ones that we're going to discuss. Hopefully, we'll open you guys up, open your minds up to... Or types of abandonment. And so, um, I actually have a statistic. Um, In the U.S., 7,000 children are abandoned, physically abandoned, um, in the United States, and uh, that statistics through um, the foster care system. So um, that's a lot of children. But like Carlos said before, um, not only will we talk about physical abandonment, but we'll discuss mental abandonment as well as a few other uh, types of abandonment. Yeah. So uh, so mental abandonment. I can describe a mental abandonment as uh, a kid, for instance, let's just keep it at children, uh, lives in a household with two parents, and um, those parents are there physically, but emotionally and supportively, they're not there. Yeah, so, detached. Yeah, they, you know, they may give the kid all everything they want, keep them happy with showering them with gifts and um, whatever, whatever, but... At the end of the day, those kids are feeling abandoned because their their parents aren't there for them emotionally and so on and so forth. Yeah, and it, it causes a lot of problems, um, especially up 
through adulthood, adolescence and adulthood to where, you know, um, a kid could possibly think that, you know, love is based more on materialistic things rather than emotional and causes problems when it comes to their families uh, when they get married and their children. So um, abandonment from a mental standpoint can cause severe um, psychological issues. Yeah, you mentioned emotionally and emotional abandonment. Mm -hmm. And that can... I can relate that to maybe uh, a marriage Mm -hmm. where um, people, they don't have, they're not that emotional connection where, uh, say, a woman needs to feel a certain type of way about herself and the husband's not giving her that Mm -hmm. or the wife's not giving the husband that. They Mm -hmm. feel that emotional abandonment. Yes. Which brings us to the next point. A different type. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. A different type, which is um, divorce. Mm -hmm. And um, that's pretty self-explanatory, divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, one one um, spouse leaves another spouse, but there's other things that factor in, like mm-hmm. um, that spouse is dependent upon um, her or his spouse for support financially yeah, yeah. or emotionally. Mm-hmm. And once that relationship has ended, mm-hmm. then... That's where the feelings of abandonment comes in through divorce because they now have to learn how learn everything all, all over, over again as a single person mm-hmm. and not having that extra person there to help you will make you feel abandoned. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, one aspect of uh, abandonment that I can personally relate to is uh, when it comes to death, you know, death of a parent. Um, I know I, I talked about it before during our, our podcast, but... Um, I lost my mother at age 15. And so um, for me, um, at that age, I really didn't um, process it. Um, uh, I sort of put it in the back of my mind. But as as I got older, um, um, I noticed those feelings of abandonment, especially my abandonment is situational, you know, so it's like, um, whenever it brings up certain emotions, when, you know, I see a a mother and her daughter, you know, maybe shopping or, um, you know, like during mother's day, uh, when, um, you know, and you all gave me a great mother's day. I mean, you all did so much for me, but uh, this mother's day, I I felt a little down in, in the dumps because, Um, of the simple fact that I no longer have my mother. So, but that's healthy. You know, uh, when it's situational like that, especially with it being so long ago, um, those feelings won't go away. You know, they will definitely ease. However, you know, um, like I said, in my case, it's more situational, which uh, means that's healthy. Now, it becomes unhealthy when, Um, you know, uh, it's a situation where it overtakes a person's, you know, uh, relationships, those feelings overtake that, or, um, it affects the job, things of that nature. That's when, uh, a person should be concerned and, and seek, you know, help for that. Yeah. Um, so let me, I want to try and, um, correlate this with, so in our program, you guys know we run the fifth ward saints. Um, one of the main reasons or one of the main things that I see being a, mm. a common denominator 
in the the behavior of some of the kids is abandonment. Yeah, exactly. And it shows in the classroom. It shows in the kids' personality. And I try, I have one-on-one conversations often with these kids. And the number one thing, and I've told Tatum this in the past, mm-hmm. when I speak to them about their absent parent in the household, it brings those kids to tears instantly. Mm-hmm. They're too young to know how to internalize and deal with those feelings that they're feeling of abandonment. So they act out and behavior. It comes mm-hmm. out as behavior issues. Mm-hmm. So for you, I wanted to ask with your mom passing when you were at a young age, has it ever come out in, in anger towards, uh, other people that may have their parents that can share that with their mom or just in general, does it come out in anger at any time? Um, that's hard to say. I, I definitely know, um, uh, as, uh, a teenager, it did not, uh, simply because I, I, I wasn't dealing with the feelings actually. Now, um, you know, I don't know, uh, maybe as, um, I've gotten older, but, you know, each situation is different for a person. And for me, I'm pretty good at processing things, especially um, as as I get older. So I don't think it's ever come out um, in that manner as far as anger. You know, um, like I said, mine is more situational where I feel, you know, a little down or things of that nature. But, um, you know, uh, if a person does have, you know, anger outbursts uh, because of abandonment, especially as a child. That's something, you know, mm-hmm. to be concerned about. Yep. And you would want them to, you know, uh, to seek some some help. You know, you would want to bring them to get some help uh, to be able to process and, and um, deal with that. But for me, I can say I don't think um, that I've had any anger issues because of it. So for you, it was the loss of your mother mm-hmm. where you felt your abandonment. And for me, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was the, the the absence of my mother, which was still alive, but due to divorce, a separation with her and my dad, well, she wasn't and, in my life. Yeah, and not just that. I think you, you've had the whole, whole gamut because even with living with your father and stepmother, the, mm-hmm. also the mental... Yeah. Abandonment. You know. Yeah, because you know your your mom, she's there to show you the the soft side of yourself and mm-hmm. help you explore your um, vulnerabilities and be okay to cry. But when you're when you're raised by your father, you don't get that. You know, yeah. you have to be tough. You have to be hard. Especially my dad, because mm-hmm. that's what he learned from his father. That's mm-hmm. the way that uh, honore is quote unquote supposed to be. You're supposed to be hard, supposed to be tough, supposed to be... And they bred that into us at a young age. And I think sometimes, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you being the only female in the house. <laughs> and my I'm boys, in a unique situation. Yeah, and my boys learn from my... Um, they learn from me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And what I teach them about relationships and what I teach them about vulnerability and what I teach them about um, respecting women, they learn all that from me. Mm-hmm. As far as the respecting women, they have that down pat. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think I drop the ball sometimes because I still have that mindset that uh, 
a kid is supposed to be hard, a boy is supposed to be hard, tough, rugged, and I didn't receive the mushiness, so I'm not able to pass that on to my boys. Yeah, I'm not able to pass it on to my boys. So that's how the abandonment has affected me long term. Mm-hmm. You know, short term, I didn't really see, but now that I'm older and I'm able to sit back and process things differently, I can see how that abandonment has caused me to uh, carry that cycle on with my kids. Yeah, and well, and our kids are. I would say pretty well balanced, even though you, I think you think in that manner that you don't show, um, that type of, uh, emotion Mm -hmm. to them. But I think you, you really do. I do better. I do better than my dad, but where I lack, you pick up the, yeah, yeah, but I was about to say my, I'm probably a little bit more tougher than you are. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, I think, you know, the kids are pretty well balanced uh, when it comes um, to that. But um, when it comes to, you know, your abandonment issues, you know, let's talk a little bit more about that. What do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I so, pretty much know yeah. everything. <laughs> so, so for me, it was more of um, emotional abandonment. Okay. I can remember um, playing outside one time and I saw my mom pass by and I'm like, oh, she's coming to see me. She's coming to see me. I sat out there for at least five or six hours in that one spot. It wasn't even in my front yard. I happened to be at the corner of our street and she passed by on a, a, a street further down and I waited and it took my brothers to come out and tell me she's not coming or you didn't see her and from that point on I can I remember it like it was yesterday my feeling of abandonment kicked in and I kind of resented my mother after that mm-hmm. and it took us years and we're still working on it but but y'all have come a long way, come you know, a long way. and she's a really good grandmother yeah. you know and she's to trying she, she's and trying to make up with the grandkids I think the time she missed when uh, we were younger she didn't get to spend with us but like I tell people all the time, the decisions that parents make always affect the kids. And they don't know and they don't sometimes don't think about it in the moment. But the long-term effects that the parents' actions have on kids can be uh, detrimental sometimes. But in this case, it's not detrimental. It's just something that I've had to deal with and process over time and not make those same mistakes with my kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I completely understand that. But like... Let's go back to the um, kids uh, in the program. Uh, a lot of the kids, um, when it comes to abandonment, is because of incarceration. Mm-hmm. And incarceration plays a big piece in their abandonments. In some instances, there's kids with uh, both parents who are incarcerated and living with a grandparent. Yeah who are probably already has uh, a lot on their plate. And, and has raised her kids. And, yeah, I was just about to say that. Um, so, you know, when it comes to kids and incarceration, you know, man, that's that's a whole, it brings a whole host of issues mm-hmm. that should not be placed on a child. I mean. Yeah, and, and those, those issues that arise from a parent being incarcerated, 
when a kid gets to a certain age and he understands what incarceration is, mm -hmm. and sometimes people may share with that kid what that parent's incarcerated for, mm -hmm. that is when the problem starts to fester in those kids. Mm -hmm. Because number one, they don't see a positive view of a male from their father, from a, a father perspective. They may have other males in their lives that come and go or try and be a positive force in their life, but there's nothing like that can biological. Yeah, there's yeah, nothing that can replace that. So yeah. they spend their time searching for either people or situations to replace that void in their life. And a lot of times it comes in the form of misbehaving. Yeah. Or, you know, a lot of times it comes in the form of hanging out with the bad crowd. You know, people ask all the time, how can, you know, kids get caught up in gangs and things of that nature? Uh, well, it's because they're missing, you know, um, that that family feel and they find that in and those groups. And yeah. I can speak to that because when I was younger, I know you guys out there that remember the eight ball posse in Iowa. Um <laughs> That was me and seven of my buddies that we formed this, I don't want to call it a gang, but it was referred a to group, as a group. A group of kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the reason for us doing that, both of my parents were home and we talked earlier about the um, the mental mm -hmm. abandonment. Mm -hmm. Both my parents were in the household, but they had their own issues that they were dealing with at the time. And we didn't get the attention that we needed being a fifth and sixth grader. So... I sought out relationships that were unhealthy with people that I thought were my friends. But now that I look back on it, it's, it they weren't friends, but it was a point in my life where I needed to, to learn and grow from the things that I, I, I experienced during that, that, um, that portion of my life. Mm -hmm. And also when it comes to child protective services mm. and children being taken yep. away um, in those instances, I mean, that's, that's pretty deep, you know, um, and in some cases, you know, you know, children have to uh, be removed to be safe. Yep. And, you know, we understand that. But um, also, I would hope uh, and pray that these kids and the parents uh, uh, receive therapy and counseling to help them get through um, those situations, you know, because a lot of times it's also drugs, mm. you know, parents being on drugs yeah, exactly. that um, will lead to the removal of a child. Yeah, because, you know, drugs, a drug habit is a disease. Yeah, that's, correct. That's not sugarcoated. Yeah, exactly. It's a disease. It's no different from obesity or eating disorder. Yeah. It's a disease. Yeah. And when people have diseases, they can't see past that disease. And everything else in their life takes second Seat the back seat yeah. to that disease. Exactly. It's no different with drug addiction. Mm -hmm. So if you have three or four kids, one, two kids, it doesn't matter, and you get involved in drugs, mm -hmm. those kids are going to automatically be sent to the second seat because your drug habit and getting more drugs <coughs> and fuming your drug addiction becomes your only reason for living. Yeah. You lose, you drug addict, they, they lose the ability to to understand anymore and that their kids are the most important thing. And that's not their fault. Yeah. It's their fault for getting involved in what they're involved in, but the addiction is an addiction. Yeah. And that's not their fault. They got addicted. But like you said, there's always help out there for people that, that yeah. have those, um, those types of 
issues. Yeah, definitely. And so, um, so one, then, no, the one we didn't talk about yet was the empty nesting. You oh. know, I found that intriguing. <laughs> and we never think about that because yeah. we're at the point where we don't have kids that have that. But we have well, one. Well, we have the oldest. Yeah, we yeah. have one, but he stayed with us on and off for a while. He's spread his wings and he's flying now. But we never got the experience, the true empty nest, because we still have two, two more, more boys. And they're, the oldest is about four years. He's going to be a freshman in high school. So we don't know, but I can imagine. I spoke to my neighbor. His kids have gone on. And the empty nest feeling comes in, or the abandonment comes in the empty nest because you've spent so much of your life, 18, 20 years, investing in this person, knowing where this person is every day, every hour, and it's over. Yeah. They're gone on. They, they have a new group of friends. They may call you periodically. You don't see them every day. And that messes with a parent's psyche because you want to know and to, to be reassured that your kid still loves you, your kid still thinks about you, but they're moving on and maturing. So they don't have the time to call mom and dad. Yeah, they love you. They feel it. But at that age, they don't know how to express it or, or tell you or, and and it's just yeah that's that's just a different type of abandonment you know it's mostly you know we talked mostly about children mm-hmm. but now this is more of uh parents feeling abandoned and um you know i'm i'm doing the countdown one down <laughs> two more to go that's what she's saying now <laughs> when that when that youngest one packs his bags and go to college oh. she's going to cry the whole oh. ride home, trust me. Well, I might cry, but hey, I will be happy that we will be in our home alone. We're getting us an RV and we're going to try it. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> you know, that's something that's very interesting. And, you know, um, as parents, if you're having, you know, significant difficulty dealing with that, you know, I would suggest you seek help you know talking through with your kids maybe your kids will call you a little bit more often maybe not maybe not depending (laughs) on what kind of relationship you (laughs) (laughs) so the next subtopic to our abandonment is um, solutions but some of the solutions to uh abandonment you know there are several things we talked about them before we talked about you know counseling and therapy I'm a champion for counseling and therapy. You know, I am I will always say if you are dealing with something and it is unhealthy, that is the time you seek professional help. Do not go on trying to deal with it yourself. That means it is time to get someone involved um, to help you out. Now, this this next Solution is something that I can't wrap my head around. Oh my. So I will bring it up and I will let my wife explain it because she seems to think that it's a good solution. Yes, it is. And, and I th- divorce. I think, I think it's something that will never work, but it's co parenting. And I'm new to this, I've heard it, but. We had a conversation about well, exactly co-parenting what co-parenting in the same house. He did. He didn't add that. Okay, point. in the same house, co-parenting in the same house that makes it worse. <laughs> so she tried to explain to me 
You know what? You explain it to him because. What? Okay. What I'm saying is as a solution mm-hmm. for divorced parents, which has been a trend now, you know, um, instead of uh, once you get the divorce, you move into separate houses, move to separate states, things of that nature. You continue to live in the same home with that person. You co-parent your kids until it's time for your kids to move on and out of the home. And I don't see uh, a problem with that. You know, it also helps financially. Think about it. You don't have to purchase a different home, different, you know, cars and things of that nature. And you're under the same roof with with your kids. That's a win-win situation for everybody. Well, financially, yeah. I can see financially um, Mm -hmm. because you're right. Like I said earlier, uh, when parents divorce or split up or separate, they're left with one parent maybe um, was a homemaker or mm-hmm. and don't have the ability the means, to continue yeah. to support themselves. Mm-hmm. I get that. But where my problem comes in, and if they decide to date, see, <laughs> that's, that's, I don't have, I have a problem with that. <laughs> There's, there's I don't no, know why. There's no way that I'm going to watch my wife, ex-wife, ex-nothing go on a date with another man. But we and, are divorced. But we're still living together. See, that's where we we can agree to disagree on that. Okay. We're never going to see eye to eye on that. It's never going to happen because ain't nobody getting divorced here. <laughs> but in the event that it happens to other people, that's an that's option. That's definitely a solution. a solution and something to really consider because I think it's something that would be beneficial not only to the parents but to the kids and for the financial um, peace of you all's lives. <laughs> But I do have, oh, um, not to dismiss, there's also journaling and just talking through those feelings with um, that parent. You know, you want to make sure, you know, your parent is um, aware of what those feelings are if that parent is still alive and well because that can help you as a person to move on and to mend that fence and to be able to, you know, um, help you with your own situation if you're having, you know, um, issues with, you know, your your spouse or with your children. If you mend those fences on that front end with that parent, that may help you in the long run. Yeah, because um, I know for a fact that my father, before his dad died, Mm-hmm. Um, they had some issues and he was he felt abandoned by his dad at an early age in junior high school and they never really got on the same page and mended those fences and he thought that he had forever to to uh, be upset with his father over that abandonment issue and his dad passed away and they got they never got a chance to mend those fences and talk about the issues and and repair that relationship. So I think that's something that still bothers him to this day that he never got a chance to to fix those issues and and have somewhat of a good relationship with his father before he passed away. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a quote here and it's it's a really beautiful quote. It was written by Wayne Dyer and it says, "One of the greatest lessons of my own life was learning to turn the inner rampage of hatred and anger toward my own father for his 
reprehensible behavior and abandonment of his family into an inner reaction more closely aligned with God and God realized love. Wow. I think that's a great, I think that's a great way to end. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now, but keep your heads up, keep your head up and you know, all, all this shall pass. We'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Yes. And we want to let you guys know, you know, Facebook, like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter. Um, share our posts because we've been getting a lot of positive feedback yes. on our podcast and we feel that we need to reach more people with what we're saying. So share with your friends, share with your friends, friends, create a new post, just help us get the word out you guys. And, um, so with that being said, yep. see you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye. See you later. For more information on how to book Carlos at your next event or to inquire about our seed curriculum, please log on to honoraysenterprise.net to contact us or you can call us at 832-545-8486.